Welcome to another 1905 podcast. Hello, uh, Tracy here. <laughs> They're making me laugh. Bastards. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Tracy here. We are here to do the uh, the Tottenham game. Uh, tonight I am joined by Ash. Hello, Ash. Hello, Tracy. Hello, everybody. And Jordan. Jordan. Yo, yo, yo. How are you? Are you good? I'm good, mate. In a new pad, first pod in the pad. Ah, uh, honestly. In the old, in the old pod in the pad. Pod yeah, the you pad. know, in the old cafeteria. Honestly, the, when we first come on and had a little chat before we started recording, I couldn't help but just shout at him, "Pretty fly for a white guy." Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, man. I'm getting yeah. in the penthouse. Yeah, with his bloody pool table, giving it large. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It is, mate. So it's Friday night. Got beers. Oh, actually, yeah. vodka. Vodka. Um. Luke is aid for me. Luke is aid for the man Jay in his pad. Luke for the good boy. For the good boy. Um, so we might as well delve straight in. Obviously, won the game yesterday, one nil. Uh, penalty from yeah. Jorginho. Uh, I guess the first question is, uh, Jordan, happy with the lineup? Um, well, the thing is, I we are suspecting three at the back. I was suspecting three at the back. Um, obviously, chill well. I'm a little bit with him being left on the bench. But other than that, I, I really like seeing Hudson Adoy and Mount Cam. And I think Hudson Adoy and Brees James linking up they their yeah, they were sick. Like I ain't complaining about that. I just I, obviously I just gotta get used to the fact that Alonso's being picked because he's left wing back. Mm. I think if it was four at the back, he wouldn't be getting a look in so I don't know maybe we might go down to the adaption of things in the future of games that Chilwell may be integrated back but I just hope that yeah uh, I love Chilwell I think he's sick but anyways mm-hmm. other than that I was happy I was yeah. good I was happy yeah. how about you Ash um yeah I'm I, again it wasn't overly infused necessarily um I think Callum Hudson-Odoi has not put a foot wrong a right wing back. He's had two man of the match performances, a uh, right wing back. I know Mason Mount got it against Wolves, but he can't. You can't look past how well he's done in that position. So they're moving him to ten, even though I was I was wrong and he actually did play really well. Um, I just thought if 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 he has now found, you know, a, a place in a team at right wing back, why why won't we let him get used to it? You know, give him the consistency. Let him feel like that's his position. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of like parallels drawn with sort of Conte's lineups, and Moses did that. Moses took that right wing back slot as his own, and he got confidence from it, and he grew and got better um, and more consistent throughout the course of the season. So I was hoping that we'd see that, but having him as one of the um, two sort of support strikers forwards behind the centre forward, if you like, whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, on the other, other hand, it was nice to see the manager try and do something to get, like Jordan just said, Reese James and Callum Hudson-Odoi in, but also with Mount as well. And those three, you know, are realistically three like the future, um, which we've all been saying and, and seeing them all on the pitch, yeah. I'm pleased about. Um, I, everything else was, was as expected, I think. Yeah, I think on the last pod, I did actually say I wanted uh, to find a way of getting Reese and in together yeah, so I did, was yeah. I was very pleased to see that 
I kind of figured that Alonso would start, um, uh, especially against Tottenham. I expect he's been told that normally Marcos loves the screamer. Um, I'm not going to lie, Corgi annoyed me a little bit. Um, Corgi. Yeah, well, just because people. I thought... Oh, yeah, people start calling it no, no, I'm not listening to other people. They're not trendsetters. <laughs> um, but I, because I wanted to see Kante, and I think like coming back from injury, it would have been nice to see him start. But I understand why he wasn't. Um, yeah. And then obviously Werner started up top. So you know, yeah. I don't think there were there are too many surprises. I mean, no. Zuma, as it turns out, has been injured. So I was hoping to see him come in. Um, yeah, for instead sure. Instead of having Rudiger, but obviously that's not meant to be right now. He's he's obviously picked up a knock in training. Um, going into the game, we had like a a, a really good sort of first ten minutes. Um, we just needed to get some half decent shots off. It was a bit, you know, we were all all power and nothing at the end of it, which seems to be a bit of a thing for us. Um, the the very basic stats of the game were 58% possession to us, 16 shots, only two on target. Mm. So it's that final third is still a thing for us. I mean, two cows clearly needs to have them shooting at some point this week, I think. Um, again, it showed 71%, percent, uh, 71% of the ball was being played down the right-hand side again. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because for Wolves, Burnley and uh, Tottenham now, uh, it has shown that most of our play had gone through Callum down the right. Are we going to become a bit too predictable? I'm surprised Jose didn't pick up on that, if you want me to be honest, because Alonso on the left isn't quite as dynamic as what was going on on the right. Would you agree with me? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that could become, a, you know, if we're doing that every game, like it's going to be very easy to pick us <clears> up on the right? I think uh, there's every chance that the manager is looking at our opposition. Um, I don't think it's necessarily just a tactic to play predominantly down the right. I think we've got players more in form down that side and much more dynamic. And against teams where their left back is maybe less adventurous, it's an obvious way to pin them back. Mm. Um, you know, so I think there's every chance the manager's looked at that. But, but, and do you think the players are naturally looking to that because that's what's been working? And oh, that's the I mean, you know, we, we saw it when we, I'm not, I'm not for one second, I'm not drawing a parallel between two individuals. But when we had Hazard in the team, it was very much get the ball out left to Hazard. Mm. And now Callum Hudson Odoi is in a bit of form. He's a talented youngster and he's going to get better. And it's been a bit like, right, he's the player in form, he's the man that's going to carry the ball and put us on the attacking, like on the front foot. So it probably has been a bit of the players, like, get it out to Callum. Like, he'll make shit happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did, you, did you see against Burnley? I can't remember who posted it. I was on Twitter and um, it proper made me laugh because Sean Dyche was screaming at Robbie Brady, mm. I think it was. And yeah, he was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack him down. He's like, how the fuck can yeah, I stop him? Yeah. He's yeah, like, what do you want me to do? How the fuck do you want me to stop him? Like, <laughs> yeah, there is no way of it. And I absolutely love it. And the fact that he's taking that into a bigger game, uh, Derby-wise and just in general, and still done his thing. Because him and Reece James ripped it up, mate. Like, yeah. yeah. I would say... Oh, I, lo I, I love the fact that Callum's got past all of that shit. 
yeah. and fucking yeah. it proves that in any point of your life there's light at the end of the tunnel yeah fair play to the boy because he's carrying on yeah. he's smashing it man yeah i think him mount and uh reese are really like the shining lights in us yeah, in our team sure. at the moment yeah and yeah. it's great to see because this is what we've been wanting which is why oh, we were so gassed love about frank it. being there and seeing that all kind of evolving i'm just glad that it's carrying on as well yeah. now there's been a change you know what i mean i was a little bit oh and then the first game is like mount on the bench now okay yeah but it's probably for a rest and that but fair yeah. play and yeah him. and i've seen people on twitter who are like oh callum hudson adoy is fire and now the same people who are turning around on one end the same frank lampard as a manager at chelsea has got no legacy like he's left nothing well i'm sorry but every time that mason mount steps onto the pitch and callum and reese that, that's frank lampard's legacy right mm-hmm. there. 100%, 100%. I don't, I don't like reading what other people... I just want to do point out that when we do talk about Frank Lampard still, which we are entitled to, he was our best ever player and our manager until very recently. We all know he's been done a bit dirty. You know, a lot of people are still angry about it. We don't have to, when we talk about Frank Lampard, have to caveat it with, but I'm back in Tuchel. We're Chelsea. Proper Chelsea will back whoever is there. Yeah. You know, badge on the front before anything else. And 100%. it really annoys me that, that even people who are talking to us on 1905 are saying, I'm back into Shell, but I just want to make this point. It's like, I'm fed up of seeing yeah. people saying that. I don't think you have to justify yourselves. Anyone who no, knows, knows. Yeah. And I just I think agree. it's a bit ridiculous that we're having to caveat. We're all behind two Shell. We want this to go well, but we're allowed to make comparisons now to how, and, and in my personal opinion, I think we would have got nine from nine points out of the last three games with Frank still in charge. That's my genuine opinion. It's my mm. opinion. So, you know, nobody has to agree with me, but I genuinely think that. And I think that the tide was always going to turn back in his favour. So yeah. we're now experimenting. Yeah. Well, hey? this week, I, I, you know, I said this week, I, I think I tweeted it or I certainly put it in one of the chats that we're in. Um, you know, there's a manager that people were clamouring for in the Premier League whose team have been done 9 0 twice in 18 the same months. Manager. Once at home, once away, once away. And the, the, the fans and the board are still behind him. Yeah. yeah. And, and yet Frank got, Frank, who's much more inexperienced than the Hassan Hoodle, um, he, he, you know, didn't get given the opportunity to turn it around. But, you know, it, it's said and done, like you say, Trace, we shouldn't need to caveat it. We've got a manager and we're just talking about, him and the performances and uh, you know, I think we're, in, we're, we're entitled to talk about Frank leaving a legacy when it is the youngsters who as proven for the past week and a half seem to be the ones stepping up yeah I've been really impressed with them and the fact that this would have been as I think it was Mount that came out and said this would have been a difficult time for them they have not been under like senior management like that where that's been ripped away from them so you know so the fact that they're just literally still giving their absolute all and some on the pitch I couldn't be prouder because I imagine that has been quite difficult for them in all honesty and Going back to the game, in the first half, there were quite a lot of crosses coming in from Reese um, that were to no one. And I think it was you, Ash, in the group chat, joked that we were looking for a ghost goal. Um, it really <laughs> did, did. Did we think then that, you know, seeing that, that there should have been one of the biggest strikers on the pitch? Yeah, for sure. I. Uh... <sighs> 
I, I wish we, I wish Giroud was on definitely mm. to get his nut on it. Tammy's not the greatest at headers, definitely for that sort of that game. But then we started like switching it up. Even that corner technique. I know Mount was offside, but he's like played it short, pinged it back to him from Alonso, and he did play that pass in. And Werner got onto it, but unfortunately it was offside because it's fucking too quick back to him. But it's like we started switching it up, but there was a lot of crosses, and I do find that we have a weakness in the air up top mm. for me mm. if we don't yeah. play Giroud. You know, like, yeah. I, I thought, I thought, fourteen seconds in, I thought like the ball's fallen on Werner's fifty p head and come off at a weird angle, and I thought it was going to loop in. Oh, I, I thought, thought it was going bins, here, mate. Here we go. I thought he's. This is how he breaks his duck. Is you know complete fucking. What ball that was from Aspie as well. Mm. It was beautiful from Aspie. It was reminiscent of the balls he used to put in for Morata. And I'm not trying to draw parallels between Morata and Werner. But for <laughs> me, I actually, I actually <laughs> thought, for, like the way we started, and I thought, mate, this is going off like shoes in a mosque. Like this is we are on it. And it, like you say, we just didn't that, that dominance. We just didn't do enough with it. But for me, I. I I actually think Werner did really well first half. I, I, yeah, I don't he did. think we can really fault it. There were it was almost frustrating in. as well. Yeah, there were, yeah. were crosses coming in, but it was sort of keeping them guessing. Like uh, it, Teams are going to play differently. They're going to play more narrow um, and we'll have more, you know, we've already said like Callum hudson Adoy, Reece James, players that are in form, it's natural we're going to get the ball out to them. Yeah, and then yeah. it's how do we then how do how do we then move from that ball being in that wide position to then a, a striking on goal opportunity and hopefully the manager's working on that in training with them. Um, sure. But yeah, I, uh, I think we had one shot on target in the first sixty-five minutes, and that was the penalty. So, well, yeah, uh, yeah. and I, I will say, like at the end of the second, uh, at the end of the first half, sorry, we had ended that with sixty-eight percent possession, seven shots, one on target, and that was the Dominant. goal. Dominant, yeah. but but I think I, you know to have seven shots and only have the penalty scored or even on target yeah. is that is yeah. it is an area that is lacking. I want to go back and let's to not what let's you not were... kid ourselves. Sorry, just if I can, just yeah, let's not kid on. ourselves. Spurs were shit. Oh. That's probably the worst forty-five minutes I've seen from a Spurs team in years. Eric Dyer and, is I mean, wank. Yeah, he's dire. He's Literally. dire. Fucking like, wank. <laughs> fuck Spurs. Fuck Spurs. <laughs> yeah. but. We did. We, we played against a team who had a shit 45 minutes. We were all over them. Didn't have enough shots on target. No, we... I felt like some of it as well, we didn't play the correct pass. I found, like... I know, I think it was in the se- second half, but when, like, Kovacic... And there was that... He could have played it through to Mount, and he went mm. on and basically ran into one of their fucking... Yeah, and then panicked and shot wide, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, and then there was another one as well. Pulisic is going really direct, and I was thinking, "Fucking hell, Reese is right on the right, and he's yeah. got, he's there. Go I on!" Just, and he again, yeah. bang, runs straight into the fucking defender. I was like, "Oh man, what is going on? Come on, boys!" Yeah, yeah. Um, th- I did want to say as well. Someone had uh, messaged us on Twitter today. Um, blue blue oyster card Cole, and he actually said uh, in response to the uh, full time post you did, Jordan, uh, where mm. he said. Uh, this swap the opponents with possession style of play never seems to favour an out-and-out centre-forward. I'm not a skilled enough analysis to work out why, but it didn't seem to work under Sarri either. And it is, we're, 
we kind of are pushing up so or the defences are dropping so much deeper when we are pressing them that then the space isn't there for that set, you know for your out and out like striker and I wonder if that kind of is where it needed to be tweaked a little bit earlier from Tukau in order to for us not to then spend the second half pretty much under the cosh. Um, but I want to ask you. Go on. Was it a pen? Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Because I don't. I think it was. I think Werner did it very was, well. It, it was. He did. He did do well. Going down, like, but he, but he did make contact, and Dyer's just, he's always it's a liability, isn't he? Silly, it's a liability, and you could see where he's gone in, his his other legs followed through, and you could see there was intention in it. But obviously, Ferner's done his little, uh, you could tell he's done his little bit of a fall down, but oh. definitely there was intent. I'm not even joking. I said to my mum today, I said, did you think that was a pen? Because lots of people were saying, yeah, nailed on 100%. I was sort of thinking, hmm, I, I don't think so. I just think Werner was very clever in that situation and made sure he got himself to be caught. But as I said to my mum, I was like, don't care. If that's his part of goal contributions, we'll take it. Yeah, and on I'm that note... Sorry, go, go on, on, Jordan. No, on that note... Do you not think that moment where uh, Lloris uh, took out Pulisic was a pen? You know when Pulisic ran in and tapped the ball to the side? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lloris come out and didn't get the ball, but he kind of took... Well, potentially, yeah. And I thought, that's a penalty. And then fucking, what's his name? Glenn Hoddle was like... Bigging up Spurs, oh, that's great by Lloris. And I was thinking, mate, he just fucking took out a man. Like, Glenn yeah. Oddle said one of the match balls had gotten gone flat because it they'd got water on because it was in, in them because it was oh, raining. Like, let's, <laughs> let's, not, let's not focus too much on what Glenn Oddle says on commentary because bless him, they all chat, shit, nah. mate, especially, on B, especially on BT, mate. Fucking hell. But with Werner, I think that those pens you see them all like, all the time in the Premier League, and yeah. we got one. That's it. That's mm. it. That's as simple as it is for me. Yeah. I think you look the at the reaction of you always look at the reaction of the defenders as well. I know, like they, yeah, they yeah, don't complain. People you know. always say that. Yeah. If they, yeah, if they don't kick off, then there's every chance that it's an actual pen. Okay, exactly. so Jorginho on penalty duty, surprised? Oh fuck yeah! I was, I was surprised by the technique for sure. No, I, I was but by all of it. Were you surprised that he stepped up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, you? actually, no, no, not because Werner, because Werner's been. Werner missed his last one, he, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's he's well, he's missed quite a few now, hasn't he? This season, I can't remember. Not as many as Georgie. Now? No, not as many as Georgie. Is it two or three? Georgie's Think... missed four. Werner's missed two. Two, yeah. Okay, well, I, I don't know. It was as soon as Georgina stepped up, I was thinking, fuck, fuck. Yeah, fuck. my we heart went in bit. my mouth. Yeah, my heart went in my mouth. I, I was like, and then he just normal. I was like, fucking hell, it's different. It's because, you he know, fucking Bruno Fernandes took it off him and then everyone's <laughs> blazing him up. You know what I mean? Yeah. His, his technique, that hop, skip and jump, like, that has me up in mad. Like, oh. I can't deal with Literally, it. I think in. it's, if it works every time, yeah, so Eden Hazard's technique, he doesn't look at the ball. He looks mm. at the keeper, waits for the move and just rolls it about a foot to the side of him. It's never in the corner, mm. but it, it rarely fails. The one time I've seen it fail when I was there, in front of it was against Crystal Palace and he and followed he up and re-headed the rebound. 
Oh yeah. And, uh, and then he did that yeah. celebration. Yeah. And we and we lifted the trophy that day. So all was forgiven. But with him, it felt like with Hazard, it felt like a guaranteed penalty. I never felt the nerves. But with Jorginho, because he has missed some, that hop, that's the moment I I I lo- like lose my breath at that moment. I'm like, oh, like, is this heart, especially in yeah. that game as well? It's yeah. like you, you like that one moment could like make you regret the ending of that match. Do you know what I mean? That I one actually, moment. And I in actually that game thought well. afterwards, I actually thought afterwards as well. Um, I was surprised to see Jorginho take it because I do mm. think it's a risky move. So that's why mm-hmm. I was surprised. I wasn't surprised but, that Werner hadn't taken it. However, then I think I would have been surprised had Werner taken it because yeah. then the pressure was on him again. At nil-nil, you need that to strike the back of that net. You have to... I don't know if you take this... Happen. I was saying to one of my mates, when was it now? We missed the penalty. Werner lost a missed the penalty the other week. And I was saying to one of my friends, funny enough, from Stoke where I used to live, and they were saying, like, who would you have without them too? And I said, Do you know what? I'd fucking have Reese James just smash it in the back of the net. At I was actually gonna say Kalamatsunadoy. Well, yeah, there's that. But I, I just mean in terms of what we've seen and Reese James's shots are fucking unbelievable when he gets a chance. Look yeah. at the one against Brighton. And I just thought, I know it, just a general player, Julian... Like a traction engine. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, Julian, is it Julian Dix? He yeah. smashed the oh, fuck out of no, the ball, mate. No, about, yeah. yeah. He never missed the pen, did he? Fucking ten, ten, yeah, exactly. Just get that... I, I just find sometimes the technique, I understand that it's we're more in a techn- technical like world of football right now. But yeah. I just mean that old school, old fashioned, just fucking yeah. smash, smash the ball keep and the keeper in the net. Smash the ball and the bar with enough pace, yeah, exactly. that's the goal. I, that's what I'd, if, if it wasn't them two, and it was more, uh, what do you call it? Like a voting poll. I definitely vote for Reese. Maybe we need to do that. Maybe we need to ask our followers. Yeah, we should do that tomorrow after this goes out. Yeah, okay. Let's open it up then. Yeah, I'm up for that. I'm up for that. um, Because I would say, I would say, and I don't know because I didn't really watch him at PSG, but I think I'd have cool head Thiago Silva having a go. Yeah. Yeah, well, not at the moment. Well, not now. Yeah, Yeah, I was about to say, you've led me on to my Yeah, you've led me on to my next because I was going to say well firstly I was going to say actually like credit to Jorginho for changing up his style and making sure that that hit the back of the net because he knew at that point that that, that had to happen so yeah. can we whether that was planned or not if even if he just decided in that moment or whether it was planned he has realized that you know the hop skip jump doesn't work it, it looks really fucking awful when it doesn't go in the mm. back of the net and yeah. I'm Fair play to him for stepping up and just striking that like he had to. Can we just take a moment whilst we're talking about, before we move on to Silva? Yeah. Just to, so for me, I've always said, and we said it on the last pod and we'll say it in the future, Jorginho's a system player and it might just be that this manager's system suits him because I thought first 45 minutes on, on the weekend, uh, on the weekend, last night, I thought he was brilliant, to be fair. Mm. I thought he's been yeah, yeah. not only with not only with his performance. I think having the minerals to step up and lash that penalty home in the derby away to Spurs. Like everyone's told when they join the club mm. how much it means to us, mm. and he stepped up and he just he hammered it bottom. It was a it was a brilliant penalty, a brilliant penalty. Yeah, with the pressure on it at nil nil away to Spurs. Um, but his game, I'm just, it looks like Jordan might have some stats for us about Georgie, but 
everything seemed to go through him. Yeah. And he was key to us getting the ball to Callum Hudson Adoy and, and Mason Mount, who was playing between the lines, which uh, unbelievable. Like him between the lines is smooth as silk. But, so have you um, got yeah. some stats for George? Yeah. So uh, for his first half performance, obviously, he scored a goal, that penalty, the all important one. He got a one key pass, 92% pass accuracy. Three out of six ground duels won, and two out of three aerial duels won, and also two tackles. Aerial duels, Jesus! That's what I'm saying. Uh, like, I and he was up Tim, against yeah. differential, Tangai and Dembele. Yeah, one of them was in our box. He actually was the one to head it away. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, happy I was... to be, you know, changing a bit of a tune with him. He's, I've, I've always said he's a good player, but he's a system player, and we weren't playing that system. But actually, you know, I was I was very impressed with his forty-five minutes. Yeah, no, I, I I was happy with it definitely. I do find sometimes though that when we we've got the advantage, i.e., one nil up, yeah, I do find that he does tend to go back to our defence a lot. Yeah, and I, I I think that's just general mechanism in him. I think it slows down the play, and it worries the fuck out of me. The whole Corgi thing that bothers me, I think, is the fact that you never have uh, Jorginho and Kovacic. More often than not, they do not play a good game or game. They have flashes, but there's never like you know you can never turn around and say for the entire game those two were solid. Mm. I never feel like that, which is why I don't like it because I think if one's having a great game, the other one's having not such a good game and there never seems to be a middle ground and mm. I think Jorginho was much better than Kovacic yesterday I mean someone said to me um that they thought Kovacic was in the running for the man of the match whereas my opinion was well actually I thought uh Kovacic's performance against Burnley was far superior than it was yesterday yeah the no, only I thing I will say was that he was pushing a bit more forward Kovacic but then he's having shots that you're just not expecting to hit the back but of the net anyway this is, this, I think this is the problem with that midfield don't that that too um mm-hmm. the the Corgi no what are we calling it Corgi 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 no Corgi, Corgi. <laughs> Queen's Corgi um, yeah. uh the problem with those two I think is when we come up against a team that will dominate midfield, and we let's let's not kill kill ourselves. We played a lackluster Wolves who yeah. couldn't create anything. We played Burnley, who were on the back foot, and we played a shit Spurs. Um, First off, when we play, yeah, well, yeah, but even second half they couldn't fucking do anything. Well, with the no, that they, they were shit. They, they were shit. They were you know toothless. But so let's not kill ourselves when we come up against a team that dominates the midfield. And That's plays what on the worries foot, me. You know, playing playing on the back foot, I think that midfield is going to be shown to be a little bit too lightweight. It's uh, going to be, you know, because that yeah. it's George, got its weaknesses. Well. Yeah, he's playing well in a, as a system. And I think I said um, a couple of times last night during the game was I felt like uh, as we and we'll get on to the second half, but as we started to find ourselves a bit, little bit on the back foot, we were getting a little bit more overrun in midfield, and I felt like we needed a ball carrier. Mm. And Kovacic is quite good at that sometimes, but not naturally he's good at playing under pressure and retaining the ball but I would have killed for a Ruben Loftus Ruben Loftus sheet to come on and start driving through taking the ball from midfield and just running yeah. running at people like well, he's doing yeah. at Fulham again now I think in the second half we sort of gave him a bit too much of the ball we put ourselves under pressure if you want me to be honest mm. but I just want to rewind quickly to that Thiago Silva moment because yeah didn't we all just have heads in our ha- uh, hands at that point I felt it 
Yeah. I my fire switch. I knew the minute he had gone down, that was game over for him. And um, I just remember looking up and then seeing Christensen on the sidelines. And I was a bit like, shit, he actually is all we have to put on now. And yeah. I think Thiago's face, when he was walking off the pitch and looked up to like kind of wish Christensen a good game or good rest of the game. Even he looked like he was going to cry. So I was like, oh, fuck, we're in trouble here. Because my immediate reaction was Tottenham are just going to now target him, which I think mm. they did for a bit. But thankfully, everyone mucked in. Uh, but Tiago Silva, um, they have come out and said that it's not hamstring, it is just thigh. So it's still looking probably like a couple of weeks, isn't it? But yeah. I think that's I think a also taking him, like it was a big precautionary as well. As soon as something happens, it's like take him off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah well, I think, and I, yeah. I think that I think the best thing was what not to continue playing. And I think he's the sort of player that probably would have said, "No, no, no I'm fine. Let me let me see how I go." And yeah, I think the just, decision it, was sort of taken. You could see when he was walking off, and he was. I think someone asked him, "Do you need to go off?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Fuck, yeah. man!" When uh-huh. someone like that. Old school, proper no nonsense defender. Yeah, yeah. Says I'm just gonna to go off. Then just gonna shoot my load over Silver for a second, if I may. Um, <laughs> I just think from from what you said, like just look at everything there from that in that incident, everything that's yeah. happened, and then afterwards tells us everything about the man. Like he's gone down. We all knew the second he stayed down. Yeah, that he wasn't gonna get back up again and play on because. He is that old school fighting, you know, never say die. Exactly. The fact is, he was doing a, a almost like bicycle block slash clearance when he did it. Like the ball's been pinged through and he's just launched his leg up higher than his head and has gone for it. And we all felt it. Then, like you say, Trace, he's got up and he's in that moment where he's in pain, he's probably pissed off that his game's ended and worried that he might not play for three He looked weeks. really upset, yeah. But he then but he then turns around to one of the younger members of the squad. And wishes him well for the game. Like you've got this. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's inspiring. That is, you know, that's yeah, everything. And then afterwards, if you've seen what he tweeted as well, yeah. Did you see his tweet? He put the four photos in, photos of him not even in the game. Yeah. Like, as in, you know, we great, great win for us. And, you know, it's not about how how you fall, it's about how you get back up. Yeah. Fucking love oh, that. What yeah, a man. honestly, what a man. I, I love yeah. Thiago Silva. He he's is. I really want him to stay for another year as well. I think he's got so much to teach. Um, 100%. Our, our, our players as a whole, not just the defense, yeah. just his mannerisms, the professionalism, the way he yeah. commits himself to the, to sure. the game, the way he commands. Like, he's going to be passing on some vital like characteristics i genuinely believe and he looks like he loves absolutely everybody look at the, how he's nice he's been man. about frank he's and he's still continuing to talk about frank that yeah. shows how much of an impact that our club has already had on him for someone who they just get and he's and he's and he's missus as well oh she yeah. is brilliant she, i she love her she, on the, she commented robertson on his, yeah on frank said post. that Said that uh, chill didn't he? Didn't she say chill was better than you or something? Oh, yeah, to Robertson. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. on um, on Silver's on Silver's post about Frank Lampard, yeah. um, she oh, commented yeah. underneath and was like, Thanks for everything, Gaffer. Like, I can't remember what she said, but she gets it. But yeah, mm. he, like, as well as everything he can offer to the squad, let's be fucking real about it. We all want to tell our grandchildren we saw Thiago Silver playing blue at the bridge, don't we? 
Yeah, you Dean know. Dean Mears. I want to give him a little shout out because he was obviously one of the very select few that managed to go to one of the games before everything was entirely locked down again. And yeah. he said, "I I almost need you guys to 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 see that man at the bridge. Like yeah. you need to see him." I'm so glad. Like obviously it's not in blue. I commented on that post that he put earlier as well. I'm so glad that I saw him uh, for PSG, man. Yeah. He he like just in live as a person, his the way he orchestrated that team from from front to back. You could hear him shout constantly, yeah, constantly there's, bigging there's, there's up his players constantly, and he was just like orchestrated that whole fucking yeah. team, mate. Yeah, I think. Um, He's going to be a massive loss, even if it's just a couple of weeks. To be honest, mm. I think it, I don't think he uh, it, he would have played at the weekend. I believe I don't think he would have played against Burn Barnsley. Maybe potential then for him to come back for the Newcastle game. But um, I, I just that broke my heart because I thought he yeah, is the sure. heart of our defence. And if Zuma yeah. is, we don't really know what's happened to Zuma. Hopefully, it is just a knock, and he can slip in on on Sunday against Sheffield United. But yeah, it's it's a worry for me. After Newcastle, like we've got a difficult run of games, so I'm just praying Silver's ready for that running because we've got mm. City, Atletico, sure. Man United. Like uh, we yeah. don't even know whether Atletico's being over yeah. one leg or two at the moment. That's like, very odd, so... isn't it? We could just be playing it at ours, and that's it. But, yeah, but let's just you know we tweeted, didn't we? Pray for pray for Silver, and uh, I think mm. everyone feels the same about that. You know, regardless of who's stepping in, no one is Thiago Silva. That no, much has been established this season. Not. So I think the next the next senior, as much as it's not been reflected in uh Tukel's reign so far, is that actually Zuma is next in line, uh, I think. Mm. And and I think I just don't know how I feel about Zuma and Rudiger. Well, I think we need to see because playing in a three is completely different to playing in a centre back partnership of two. So we need to just see. Well, I guess it depends. Tuchel has seven different formations under his uh, uh, under his belt, so you know it depends what he sees fit with the players that he's got available. Because quite frankly, hey. now we only have um, Rudiger, Christensen, Zuma, Dave, Aspi. Yeah, yeah, but it you depends say seven how that one's going to work. You say seven different formations for three games, we've stuck with one. Well, and so. this was the one thing that everyone got annoyed with Frank, but that's not my business. No, 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 <laughs> no. But anyway, just while <laughs> we're on the first half still, massive shout to Mason Mount. Oh, him and Cho, I would say. Absolutely. We, we already sort of spoke about Cho a bit, but, but Mason Mount, and I've said, I think, countless times in group on the phone to you two and, uh, and on Twitter, I've said, like, and on pods. It's about Mason Mount playing between the lines, him finding that space between the defence and the midfield. And actually, in that position, I think he relished it. He enjoyed it, didn't he? If you listen to his interview afterwards, he admitted he needed his fucking shooting boots on again. I was about to say, I'd actually, <laughs> and this is what made me laugh, I actually wrote before he, like, so during, after the first half was done and I wrote a few notes down, I actually put Mason Mount, what a quality half he had, but he really needs to get his fucking shooting boots on. That boy is ballooning. He's done it for two yeah. games now. I, I don't get yeah. me wrong, though. I'm not going to criticise him for it. The boy works so damn hard, but it would be great yeah. for him to lash home a couple of ga- uh, a couple of goals now. I think he will. He will. It's coming. 
Yeah. No, but I think, yeah, I think fair play. I mean, he got man of the match last night, Mason Mount. Yeah, and yeah. I think had Callum had stayed on a little bit longer, I think I think Callum would have edged it for me. But um, I just, it, at the minute, I feel like it's been a fight between them two for the last two. Well, you could even argue Wolves and Mount was only on for eight minutes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I, yeah, I, no, he, he did, yeah. at the minute, it's between them two. And I love that. I love the fact that they want to just, between them, they're probably going to want to outdo each other for the Man of the Match Awards. That's the sort of shit yeah, I want yeah. to see. And the link yeah. up between them is that they're becoming, um, what's the word I'm looking for, you know, like telepathic with each other almost. Mm. You know, good partnerships yeah. in football, you just know where the other person is every time. And Callum, as he showed with his layoff for Aspie's goal against Burnley, Callum's awareness is coming on leaps and bounds. And I think him and Mount are going to grow together. Yeah. And and, sure. actually, and do you know what absolutely solidifies that for me is that I think people forget him, Reese, Callum, Mason, sorry, Callum and, and Reese yeah. all played together for years, yeah. for years. And I think six, between six to eight years old. Literally is, is the one thing that I have always said, like I've always wanted to see our academy products do well. I, I, I hate all this loan business. I know why we do it. It's a business. But I think when you have gems like that, you have to take it by the horns. And I feel like the whole transfer ban was kind of written in the stars for this to happen. And when you bring through one, you're then expecting them. You're bringing through now three or four who have all played together previously for years. That is massive when it comes to mm. then transitioning to your senior team because they know each other. So I'm not even surprised that Mason and Callum are working that well because mm. this is what they did. This is what won them yeah. every youth trophy under the freaking sun. Like, yeah. that. this... This is now the fruits of the labour of that academy. And and as Jordan said earlier, just to see this now continue under mm. Tuchel is actually pleasing because you never know. Yes. New manager, new system, new way of doing things. Yeah. Could still in the summer want to go and go crazy. But I think he genuinely has a love for them boys now. And I mm. think that will remain. It's really nice to see the pictures coming out of training of... Uh... It looks like Tuchel seems to be spending a little bit of time talking in Tino Andrin's ear as well. So that's that's pleasing. I'd be so gassed about that. Tino Andrin has been one of my favourite youth players for a really... Yeah. I thought he played absolutely phenomenal uh, left wing. Was it yeah. against Krasnodar? Yeah. Yeah, Krasnodar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that seems an eternity ago. Oh, it really hell. does. It really does. Different manager. Yeah. Oh, oh stop. <laughs> okay so let's move into the second half I almost feel like I don't know that there's that much to talk about it very much did feel to me like it was a game of two halves I think Tottenham kind of looked like they were they were a little bit more interested than us the second half if you want me to be honest didn't I don't they they didn't give us much time on the ball for a lot of the second half we looked like then we were chasing the game and then just trying to hold on um Sorry, Ash. No, just, uh, just nothing. It's my vodka. It hasn't. I, I do, I, I do feel with with the <laughs> second half. I was saying to my mate, I, I felt as if when it was probably around the 60th minute, I felt like we burnt our bollocks out in the first half. Mm. I felt, I felt like the the energy 
levels were completely different. I don't mean that is because we give up and we thought, fuck it, we're one nil. We'll just try and play a block on them. I generally think we were trying. Well, we had plenty of shots. I, so. I just, I just think we burnt our bollocks out in mm. the first half. For and, me, for me. Oh, sorry, sorry. Trace, no, but, no, go on. For me, it was. Um, I think the, the difference, like the, the disparity between the first half and second half, was was Mourinho. I think Mourinho looked at that first half, you know, for all of his flaws and whatever, he's still Jose Mourinho. And he, you know, I, I think he's had a word with him at half time and he's told down midfield to put more pressure on Georgie. And that's yeah. why I said Georgie had a great 45 minutes, second half not he was so swarmed, much. Wasn't he? Every time he had the ball, he was swamped. He had um, Ndembele and whoever else was in that fucking midfield. I don't know, fuck Spurs. But, he had two players on him. <laughs> Every time he picked up the ball, <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, Three point job done. Um, but yeah, he had two players on him, Georgie, and we struggled to then build. We struggled to then build. And that's why I said, and it was quite nice that the manager actually sort of agreed with me. I said, I think we needed Kante on to break up just that, that whole fucking headless chicken, five-year-olds in a playground or whatever, Chasing run the after the ball and mm. fucking win it back. Yeah. We needed that from Kante. But we needed uh, a ball carrier as well. So I was crying out for Pulley at that stage just to get the ball, dribble out and relieve us of some pressure. I um, thought Pulley did well in number 10 when he'd come on. Well, he, you, he plays number 10, doesn't he? Like, for you, the, US, the US of A. Yeah. The US of A? US of A. USA. USA. Oh, could be well up I got up. to the USFA. <laughs> Were we surprised though that uh, that Pooley came on for Werner? I was a bit. Mm. I just, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, I, 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 I think we were all again, like we said. Sorry, sorry. Like we said at the top of this pod, um, and I wrote the halftime post for 1905 uh, yesterday, um, and the reason I went with that question about do we need a bigger centre forward? Because when we were when we were getting out of that midfield press, we were getting the ball wide and we were whipping crosses in again. And but Werner had a good first forty-five, but the way we played in the second half was completely different because we had to play differently. And we were getting more crosses in, but we had no one on the end. So I was mm. crying out for at that point. I don't think we should have started with Giroud or or Tammy. To be honest, you know, you might I... differ opinion there, but I thought second half we were fucking crying out for it, and that's what I would have done as well but obviously we couldn't make three subs that I wanted because we'd already had to sub silver so I, yeah. I think we I, I think yeah Werner, Werner got lost second half maybe that um, forced change with silver kind of changed two hells where things yeah. that's a very good point and it's probably very easy to overlook that it was forced but, wasn't it it wouldn't have been his, he would that, never have that done that would have changed his strategy because mm. we'd had two yeah. subs then and he maybe wanted to play in a different way second half but we couldn't because we'd already had to sacrifice a centre back I, I think as well, um, I think Kante did look a bit rusty when he came on, um, which is, I think, why I was kind of hoping he'd start so that he could grow into that game. Whereas I felt like it was, we put him on then at a time when we were a bit under the caution, not playing the game we were playing in the first half, which it kind of left him being that man, like you said, Ash, having to be the one, like, like the pressure was on him to be that one to... Kind of break up well, he sort of come on in the fucking war zone, didn't he? Mm. It weren't yeah. like yeah. an easy going straight no. on the front line, basically. Yeah, basically. I yes, think, I um, can I speak for us all when I said there was a massive sigh of relief for the final whistle? 
<laughs> oh, mate, I, it was like second half. The first half, I was a little bit, come on, come on. And then the second half, I had to get off the sofa and sit in front of the fucking telly. And I was screaming <laughs> at it. And then when LeMayla come on with Lucas... And that fucking Argentinian prick always does something against us. If it yeah. ain't Ali, it's him. And I yeah. thought, fucking hell. Yeah. And, and like, when he did, when he went around Rudiger and went like that, I was like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Here Don't we go. Yeah, here we go. Right at, end, yeah. right at the end, when Lamella had that shot and Big Ed, he had nothing Mendy, to do all game. Yes, mate. Nothing to Mondo. do all game. And then he was there. So easy Big to Mondo fuck up in that Wednesday. situation as well, isn't it? When you kind of not had an awful lot to do, your concentration yeah. may not be hundred percent. But he nah, bang on it every single. And he's just is, one yeah. of them players that is always fucking lucky against us. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. Like he Stephen is. Naismith, whenever we used to play oh, Everton. Yeah. Oh, don't. I hated it when players, mate. Yeah, I hated oh, it when he went to Norwich as well because I thought, I wonder if he's going to carry that trait with him there oh. when we played him there. <laughs> Um, uh, I will say though, I think I think I felt more nervous because then I was looking at the timeline at about 60, 65 minutes and all everybody was saying on my timeline was this smacks of the League Cup game and I was just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, like the last five, 10 minutes, time was moving slowly. I was shaking like a fucking 16-year-old Alsatian outside of Tesco's, just tied up, <laughs> like, no owner in sight, not knowing what I'm doing or when I'm going to be on my own or when I'm going to be in company again. I, I was panicking. I was pure panicking. But um, but thankfully, you know, and, and you know what? Just going back to the Kante thing, I just want to say as well, It, although, yeah, Jordan, he was brought on in a war zone, although it didn't necessarily do the right thing we wanted it to do. Um, but he's just back from injury. Mm. I think that's a really positive like statement by the manager. He trusts yeah, for sure. Kante so much. He yeah, was like, sure. no, our back no, against I'll the wall, send him out there. Yeah. So I think I think we're going to see, you know, I, I reckon you. it's going to be a Kante Georgie. So Trace, you need to blend so. those two words together somehow. Like, okay. Give us a new one. It's still Corgi. <laughs> No way. That it fucking is as well. That was quick like that. <laughs> no flies on me. Uh, <laughs> um, I do want to um, have a little hats off to Rio last night. I don't normally watch the um, after analysis. Like whether we win or lose, I don't really give a shit what other people have to say about it normally. But he uh, was, I'd, I'd say he was very pragmatic in his approach to how he was speaking about us in the game because I think he uh, did genuinely think that you know Frank deserved to keep his job but he uh, he was very good about what he was saying about us yesterday or in the in the small amount of time that they spoke about us to be honest um, oh fuck but, me. what was that about yeah I'm gonna let you go on to that because I know how you felt about that uh, but, but Rio's the, the one thing that stood out from me, from one of the things he said was this, he wasn't overly impressed with us second half. I, I wasn't. Uh, but I think he, he had it bang on the money when he said, now that we have changed managers mid-season, these are live auditions. Yeah. And we are now yeah. playing our game, game by game, player by player. and Fair play. I think when he Let's said hope- that, I thought though it was it was bang on. Now Let's hope Chilwell gets an audition soon. Well, I hope so. I, I'm finding that whole thing. Um, 
I'm not a Lonzo's biggest fan, and it's not down to his football. You know, well, yeah, I think like just he was he was showing up against the shit Spurs side. He he didn't really influence the game in any positive way. Nah. He was so Against keen to score, team. though. How far up he was getting up the pitch did make oh. me laugh because I <laughs> that, do. That he volley just at the end it. as well. Do you remember yeah. that, that? Was it at the end? I can't remember. It was yeah, a, it was a quite close. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, oh. it was like he just wanted his screamer to come into effect <laughs> against Spurs. I would have loved it. Like it would have been limbs, like because it's just yeah, yeah, Alonso yeah, yeah, against yeah. Spurs. The one thing I do want to say though, um, and I'm going to actually hand it to you, was uh, how how very little. Uh, yeah. and it's got to talk about Chelsea because they were crying yeah. around Spurs. Yeah, so three three points at the top of this debate or conversation. One, fuck Spurs. Two, fuck BT Sport. Three, fuck Jermaine Genus. Um, yes. Those are the headlines, basically. Um, but yeah, like, I've, I, I can't remember the last time. Bear in mind, we're involved in a battle for top four. You know, that's a fact. Still I can't it, yeah. remember the last time I watched a post-game analysis along with interviews and it com- to be not even just one-sided, like completely as if Chelsea did not fucking exist. Can it was I all just... about Spurs. And then they started speaking about fucking Brighton, Brighton. and Hove Albion. Yeah, but however, however, as much <laughs> as it wasn't about Chelsea, how great is it to watch Jermaine Genus cry? I love oh, it. He had tears in his eyes at half time, and I'm not even joking you. I even spoke to someone that um, uh, follows me on Twitter because I did a Jermaine Genus crying completes me. Absolutely does. And uh, on that, he'd retweeted it. And then we ended up in a conversation about how they didn't really talk about Chelsea. And I said to him, not even going to lie to you, at half time when tears were in his eyes, I actually, when we'd won the game, I recorded the uh the the afternoon <laughs> because i knew Shit it was house. just gonna be comedy fucking central the yeah, guy yeah. annoys the fuck off me i don't know how he's a pundit but the minute he was murked by shearer was the minute i loved seeing that the thing that became my one thing i loved to see was jermaine genus yeah. crying about spurs and their game and how they should never lose uh due yeah. to their possession well they didn't even win the possession game so i don't know what it, shit he's chatting but um, I guess all there is to say is, Jermaine Genus, are you okay, honey? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm I'm like I don't want to go to Salt Bay's restaurant and watch him fucking sprinkle salt off his elbow. I want to go to Jermaine Genus's restaurant after fucking Chelsea beat Spurs yet again and taste his salty tears all over my steak. That's Bless what I him. fucking want. <laughs> And on that note, I don't think we have anything else to say. We've got, <laughs> we, we've got uh, suck on tonight. that genus. Yeah, suck on that genus, you absolute dog. Um, oh, I wonder what you were going to say then. <laughs> but I'm not kidding you. We've got Sheffield United Sunday, very late kickoff. I think we're going to do another pod then. Uh, we're going to try and do them game by game to try and keep them shorter. But this was Tottenham, so it deserved a little bit more highlight. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so all we can say is keep the blue flag flying high. Keep the blue flag flying high.